As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Thank you for listening to the show that brings you the thought and theology of C.S. Lewis with me, Ruth Jackson. Discover more about Lewis by visiting premierunbelievable.com, where you can also find lots of great articles, resources and podcasts. And you can also register there for the chance to win a free book. If you enjoy listening to the C.S. Lewis Podcast, please do consider rating and reviewing it. But now for today's show. This is the final episode in our series on the Space Trilogy with C.S. Lewis expert, Professor Alistair McGrath. Before we hear from Alistair, I want to quickly share a message from Charlie, who said this about the C.S. Lewis podcast. This find has been a perfect complement to my journey into the Christian faith. I've realised that there is something more to life, and I've been determined to embrace God and build a clear understanding of the reasons why, and more importantly, how to take this path. C.S. Lewis was recommended to me by a great Christian friend, and it was sound advice. I've already started to read Mere Christianity, and this podcast is the perfect companion, particularly on my daily walk. What's more, C.S. Lewis and indeed Alistair McGrath, a delightful man to listen to, have a great deal more to share and help me in my exciting endeavour. I recommend this podcast to all who wish to learn about the man and indeed the Christian faith. Thank you. Charlie, thank you so much for leaving this comment. And if you want to share any of your thoughts on Lewis, please do get in touch by emailing unbelievable at premier.org.uk. But now let's hear from Alistair on the Space Trilogy. Alistair, as we come to the end of this podcast, is there a particular passage that you resonate with in that hideous strength? Well, there are many that you can pick up on. For example, the, the animals being set free. Now, that 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 resonates very strongly with Lewis's hostility to vivisection. Um, I think um, a phrase that comes to my mind is the banality of evil, which is Hannah Arendt's very famous description of what happened in the Second World War. And I see this in uh, Lewis's description of the people who are nice. Very often they are bumbling people who don't come across as being evil they're just just very often rather dull rather eccentric people but i think lewis's point simply is that very often this is how evil becomes a reality and is unchecked ordinary people don't do anything to stop it so i think that to me is one of the images that stands out and these people don't seem very dangerous or anything like that but as we learn more about what they're doing and the hidden agendas and the the reluctance of anyone to stop this, you begin to realise that actually Lewis's depiction of these rather banal people actually is perhaps more significant than you might think. So it's perhaps a warning to us as well, is it, to to not stand by and do nothing? 
Evil emerges from the ordinary. That's one of the key points I think Lewis is helping us to see. Alistair, as we reach the end of this series on the Space Trinity, do you think you could sum up some of the things that we've learned in these books, some of the key passages, some of the key takeaways that you think are really important for us to hold on to? I think that's a very good question. Let me give you what I think are the key takeaways. Number one, the ability of fiction to engage deep questions, which are are both philosophical and theological, but are difficult to talk about purely in terms of philosophy or theology. You need a narrative to embody and instantiate these things. And Lewis does that very, very well. So I think that's a very important point. Again, Lewis is mimicking H.G. Wells to try and use a narrative to raise deep questions about human nature and indeed human destiny. That certainly is a point I take away. A second point I also take away, I think very significantly, is Lewis's feeling that sometimes to explore theological questions like sin, like the fall, like um, how human beings get contaminated by sin, telling stories really does help. But I think for the final point I'm going to make, which for me is the, the thing I really take away from the science fiction trilogy, is that... Um, the overall message of this might have seemed a little bit out of place in, for example, the late Victorian era, or indeed even just after the First World War. But after the Second World War, it seemed eminently believable. And it's this, that human beings, in effect, by establishing national centers for coordinated experiments, for all the best reasons, end up unleashing forces over which it's very, very difficult to exercise control. Once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't put the genie back in. And so we think about weapons of mass destruction. If we think about um, artificial intelligence, these are things which have emerged from um, the scientific enterprise, not characteristic of science, but they've emerged from it because of human nature. I think what Lewis wants us to go away and think about is, look, you understand how this has happened, but the question is, how on earth do we stop this getting out of control? And that's a very unsettling question, but certainly as I look at the scene of carnage at the end of that hideous strength, the question sometimes that goes through my mind is, well, is there a happy ending here? I I don't think there is. I think Lewis is saying chaos, carnage. That's the inevitable outcome of this process unless we try and do something about it. That's a sort of not happy ending saga, I'm afraid, <laughs> but it, it is a very good point to end that because I think Lewis wants us to go away and think about that. Have we started something that now is very difficult to control? The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. We're going to take a quick break now, but if you are enjoying today's show, please do consider rating it and leaving a review on your podcast platform so that other people can discover it too. Before we rejoin the rest of today's podcast, I have a very special offer for you to help you have an even more meaningful spiritual experience this Easter. As you know, N.T. Wright is without doubt one of the greatest Christian thinkers and apologists of our time, and some of Tom Wright's answers to questions about Jesus' death, resurrection and return are some of the most poignant and thought-provoking. That's why we've created a brand new downloadable devotional resource 
that's perfect for the Easter season featuring these questions and Tom's answers. This five-day devotional journey titled Jesus' Death, Resurrection and Return is only available to friends like you as our thanks for your gift today. And remember, your support is truly critical to help keep resources and podcasts like Ask Inti Write Anything and Unbelievable going strong because this ministry is completely funded by friends like you. So please give the very best gift you can today and make sure to download your copy of Jesus' Death, Resurrection and Return devotional at premierinsight.org forward slash C.S. Lewis. That's premierinsight.org forward slash C.S. Lewis. Thank you. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Welcome back to the show. We would love to hear your thoughts and ideas. Do get in touch on social media at Premier Unbelievable. Now let's return to the conversation. Alistair, you mentioned earlier in the series that there were certain ways that we might be able to engage with some of the difficult elements of these books, perhaps the things that we might not understand in a modern context. Would you just give us a few top tips if we want to get stuck into these books, but we're not sure how to engage with some of the trickier, I guess, anachronistic elements of these books? Well, I think that's a very fair question. And indeed, I'm sure many readers will really come across things which puzzle them, which seem not to make sense at all, just to be so unfamiliar that they, they can't take them seriously. I think there are several things you can do. One is to read commentaries on these books, which will very often explain to you what the social context was, or indeed what Lewis seems to have been getting at in these books. Secondly, you can talk to friends, read chapters of these books together and ask, what do you make of this? And perhaps you'll find that you were able together to find significance here, which you weren't able to find on your own. But I think the other thing you can do, and this perhaps is the most helpful thing of all, is to try and ask yourself this question, what does Lewis want me to learn from this? In other words, not necessarily to understand it, but where is he pointing me? What does he want me to think? What does he want me to do as a result of that? And sometimes that means you look at a rather unpromising narrative and you see, look, he's, he's getting at this, isn't he? This, this is what he wants me to take away. So those are three things I would suggest. But uh, I would say in conclusion, these are novels well worth reading. Alistair, you've mentioned the abolition of man quite a few times in relation to Lewis writing elsewhere about some of these big topics. Is there anything else by Lewis that you would recommend us if we wanted to read more about the topics explored in these novels? Well, I think I'd recommend, obviously, um, that you look at the abolition of man and just just see what he's getting at. He's laying the theoretical foundations for what he will express in narrative form in this um, science fiction trilogy. But you will find the similar themes developed in Narnia, particularly, to give you just some very obvious examples, um, what happens when you get captured by sin. In other words, sin takes you over. It's a very important theme in that hideous strength, and it's hinted at in the other ones. Well, actually, Lewis, I think, has learned how to handle these issues, and in the Chronicles of Narnia, he gives you an even better way of looking at these things. You might, in effect, read Narnia and then go back to look at these three. But the other thing to bring out very, very clearly is that in his later writings, um, Lewis, I think, is really getting at some of these themes in more detail. And I would suggest very strongly, you think in terms of looking at that 
late novel till we have faces because in some ways that is beginning to open up some of the difficulties in being a human being and trying to work out what our ultimate destiny really is that might add some flesh to what lewis is saying in these books so those are books you might go to and think about in terms of understanding what's there in these three novels alistair do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to leave us with as we round up our series on the space trilogy well, my final thought is, is really quite simple. And these um, three novels are actually quite different. They really have different tones, different lengths. But they, to me, speak of Lewis's versatility as a writer. He was a writer who was capable of going in multiple directions. Admittedly, uh, in that idea of strength, maybe Charles Williams uh, overplays his hand a little bit, but nevertheless makes it a very interesting novel. I think it just shows how Lewis is able to, in effect, develop his range as a novelist, opening up questions that have now come to be seen as really important. Maybe Lewis can be a prophetic voice to us as we think about these questions of climate change, nuclear weapons, weapons of mass destruction, all of which are anticipated in Lewis's novels. Alistair, thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for this wonderful discussion. And thank you for sharing your thoughts about the Space Trilogy with us. Bruce got in touch on X, formerly Twitter, to say, I read the first two books as a teenager and I'm intrigued to listen in and be inspired to reread. And Jim got in touch to say, good reminder, I'd been intending to read them for a long while. I did start the first one a long while back, possibly struggled as the style is outdated now, but would like to get through them as I'm a fan of the Nani books and fantasy fiction. Jim also went on to say, which I love, I love the books and reflections of Alistair. Helps so much. Fantastic gentleman and righteous scholar. Dave wrote on Instagram, I read the trilogy over Christmas and New Year for the first time. Absolutely loved it. And some of you also shared your favourite quote. So thank you so much for that. Alison's was, you do not fail in obedience through lack of love, but you have lost love because you never attempted obedience. That line is from the final book in the series and my personal favourite, That Hideous Strength. And a guy called Ali dropped me a message on Instagram to say, love the Space Trilogy, first read it as a teenager. It's not for nothing that you are named Ransom, said the voice. This is, of course, a quote that is many people's favourites from Perananja. And a little later in that passage, we also get the spine-chilling line, my name also is Ransom, said the voice. Well, that feels like a really good way to end this series, but we would love to hear your suggestions, your thoughts, your feedback. Do get in touch by emailing unbelievable at premier.org.uk or connect with us on social media at Premier Unbelievable. Thank you for listening to the C.S. Lewis podcast with me, Ruth Jackson. Discover more about Lewis by visiting premierunbelievable.com, where you can also find lots of great articles, resources and podcasts. And do register there for the chance to win a free book. That's premierunbelievable.com. If you enjoy listening to the C.S. Lewis podcast, please do consider rating and reviewing it. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.